Hi there, I'm Susan Caruso. I'm the founder and the director of Sunflower Creative Arts in Delray Beach, Florida. And you're listening to the Sunflower Bridge podcast, where we talk about being with children. And I'm Lindsay Mills, the co-creator of Sunflower Bridge. Take a breath and smile with us. (sighs) Mm. It's nice to be here with you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, I was thinking about how children perceive time and it's really easy for adults to be impatient with that or to not understand you know wait you know we're we're it's going to take us many hours to get to our destination to get to disneyland you know mm-hmm. disney world it's not going to it's not going to be it's going to be hours and are we there yet yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah or all of those things that kind of concept of time so it got us talking and thinking about Um, How do kids perceive time? And when do they have a sense of time or sequencing or just, you know, even even minutes or hours or what what that that looks like? Mm -hmm. So we just started thinking about it and talking about it. And, um, you know, what we've noticed at Sunflower is that lots of times children, you know, when, when it's pickup time and, you know, one of the teachers calls their name, your mom's here, you know, they'll say, what, you know, I I haven't even been here that long. What, you know, it's done already. What, you know, that kind of Mm -hmm. a thing. And, um, so I overheard, um, you know, a camper say something along those lines, you know, why is it, why does it seem so long when we start out? You know, when we when we when we come, or you know, we think it's going to be a long time, and but but then all of a sudden we have to go home, mm-hmm. and so that idea of what what is that length length of time? You know, they don't really have a concept of that. Um, but as we were talking, we we're talking. It's because they're in the zone, right. in the play zone. Mm-hmm. They're in their play zone, or adults, you know, talk about being in the zone, and then. It is. There, there is time gets disrupted. It's, there is no sense of time. It's mm-hmm. just you're really in the moment, which is what we as adults are always trying to do is to be that mindful, be in the moment and lose, lose that, that structure, that restriction, that being concerned about time. Totally. Or all of that, that happens. So, um, it's, it's just so interesting. It's such an interesting topic to think about. It is. I am reminded of uh, the times before I understood time and how that really is this process of socialization, of learning linear time instead of cyclical time. Because I think to an extent, cyclical time comes naturally to us. We, uh, the first um, inkling we get that time is happening, I would say, is night and day. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. is when many children become conscious of that there's a period of time when they are not awake and doing things. And so they can make that differentiation between that this is daytime and this is nighttime. Mm-hmm. And you introduced me to this concept of uh, explaining uh, lengths of time to children using sleeps. Right, yeah. So a lot of times they'll say, you know, or you can ask the question, 
you know, is is it a lot of sleeps until your next birthday, or is it is it just short? You know, and they'll, they'll it's a lot of sleeps. You know, <laughs> oh no, it's really short. It's soon, mm-hmm. not too many, three or four sleeps, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And that depends on how old they are too. You know, a three year old isn't going to say that, but as they their world becomes bigger, as they understand, uh, you know, and, and have experience with that, then it's it's a whole other whole other story. Although we have observed that many ages of children, even up to, you know, preteens, will have a preoccupation with their birthday <laughs> to the point where the day after their birthday, they are saying, it's almost my, my next birthday. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, they just turned 12 and they'll say, you know, you'll say a day or two later. So when is is your birthday? You know, well, I'm almost 13. Yeah. I'm almost 13. Right right? I'm almost five, <laughs> you know, but usually it is in that, that older kid, you know, nine, 10, 12, 13. And I do, I do know a former sibling that probably still says that. Well, I'm almost 32. <laughs> <laughs> really cute. But yeah. I don't think she's in her thirties yet. No, she's not. I don't think so. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I there are a lot of particulars um, when it comes to the formal idea of time, and there's all these different um, measurements, and it, it's zoomed in all the way to zoomed out. So I, I've noticed that there's this growing ability to understand minutes, hours, even days, because there are relevant information attached to those things. Like, for example, we're at the playground and it's getting to be time to go home. And what's the most common strategy for helping kids at that moment? We have five more minutes to play at the playground and then we're going to go home. And they begin to grasp five minutes because maybe you set a timer and so they feel in their body while they're playing what five minutes feels like but Mm -hmm. that's also very pliable when they're in the zone like Susan was saying yeah and it's relative it's Mm -hmm. even relative for the parents because they said five more minutes and then we start talking and then (laughs) the kids know right away oh they didn't really mean five minutes Mm -hmm. you know let's see we probably have you know whatever a bigger amount of time Uh (laughs) but when you're consistent I think they do really feel that you know Mm -hmm. that ah this is what what you know the amount of time we have left and when we need to get ready to go. So yeah. it's a really good thing to do. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so um, I know that that um, I remember being in middle school, and you and I have talked about this. I want you to share your story, too. But when I was in middle school, I was, you know, t- 11, 12 years old and um, and started, you know, I remember in science talking about infinity, yeah. you know, and I just remember thinking about that for weeks and being a little frightened by it and being a little blown away by it. Like infinity, that means it's endless, mm-hmm. you know, and, and these numbers are endless. They just keep going and going and going. And I remember working myself up to the point I thought, this could make you, make somebody crazy. Yeah. I better stop thinking about uh-huh. this. <laughs> totally. It's a massive abstract concept for a young kid and when we did a little research about the development of our understanding of time, you know, as far as psychology and what we can understand about human development at this point, there is a 
the the major arc is towards more abstract thinking from the more concrete understanding that you have from those minutes on the playground or an an hour of the day when you always have dinner, right? Like there are these more concrete measurements, but then infinity is a concept that's unthinkable, inconceivable um, to our tiny brains, even as adults. Um, yeah, I, I still remember, kind of feel that right, way. Right. <laughs> as, as a teenager, you were on the cusp of your teen years having that thought. I remember being in, in those science classes and, and trying to imagine infinity and the universe expanding out forever. And I would, in my mind, picture stars and, and blackness and it's all flying at me. And then all of a sudden it's white and I would just hit this wall, so to speak, in my mind where I just couldn't imagine what came after it because at a certain point we don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's really. I would be really curious to see how any of our any of our viewers might be thinking about that and what you know what the. I don't. The other thing that we found is there's not a whole lot of research about it. There's some research going on right now with children and time, but there's much less research than we thought that we would find. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. So I'm curious if 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 anybody out there had the same kind of kind of feeling like oh it's going to make you crazy or Mm -hmm. you know having that real visual sense and feeling of zooming through time and then hitting (laughs) that that burst of whiteness Mm -hmm. it's just it's a curious thing yeah i am also now reminded of the kind of abstract conception of time that that children have without before they know any of the rules about it and and how even if something is more than a year ago for example like for a young child i've noticed a lot of times they'll say oh when i was a baby they it doesn't matter how old they were if it happened Mm -hmm. before their recent past they consider that like oh that's totally when i was a baby whereas uh they also have this idea you've told me right, that, about that adults. The, the whole big babies. picture of time is you start out as a baby, and uh, and then you grow and you grow and grow and you get older and older. They kind of get that, you know, in when they're when no sooner than five, you know, that that I've noticed, and you know, usually around five and, and older, in between there, uh, five, six, seven, eight, twelve, you know, um, but. The young children look at it as this, as this, as this cycle of you're a baby and you get old and then you come back to being a baby again. Yeah. And so I've had so many kids say to me, you know, like when, when you're a baby again, when you're a baby again, so Susan, then, you know, I'll take care of you, you know, that kind of thing. So it, that's really interesting too. Because that makes sense to them, right? And even even with how how <clears throat> how you are as you get old older, you do start going taking those steps back. Mm-hmm. Oh, somebody, I can't walk anymore. I somebody needs to feed me. I you know I'm sleeping a lot. Uh, you know, all those kinds yeah. of things. And they're not really when they're talking about. They're not really you know, seeing that happen, maybe they are, because it's just too consistent for them to to be talking about it. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's just some kind of sense they have 
at, at being human. It's not like they're learning it somewhere. It's like it's a very instinctual thing because it just yeah. they talk about it so much of the time. Wow. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm, hmm. To bring it back to kind of our everyday experience and uh, how we as adults being with children might experience time. Uh, I, I like to remember, this is part of the reason I've always been drawn to working with children, I think, is because as an adult, I have out of necessity a lot of times had to be obsessed with time and had to or taken on a lot of stress about time and what I have to do and how much time I have to do it. And that can become, you know, a source of anxiety. But uh, children have such presence. They have this incredible ability to remain locked in the moment and not obsessing about the past or planning for the future as I in my adulthood often find myself doing right and and we do have an adult experience of that if we're playing like children do because you know some definitions of play are when there is no time you know when when you're not measuring time you don't even feel the time passed and we call it being in the zone too and so athletes and you know it's it's just been a real topic of of interest over the past you know probably 20 years being in the zone that kind of a thing um when it's so freeing and so we can remember what that feels like from our playing days and um and i think that that's why you know children why we all need to play all the time but to have that freeing to it's so stress-free so you're so focused on this this one pursuit and there's not all the chatter and not all the worry or the anxiety or anything it's just wow you're in the zone Mm -hmm. so and we want to feel that much more there are times of course when you can't you know there are there are time restrictions um but uh when you can when you have the time we need to remember to do it be be in the zone as adults yeah and kind of using the the trick of allowing your child to lighten the mood you know letting letting their their childlike energy uh diffuse that tension you might have around wanting the time to go by i i think that's the um the the best guidance, you know, I have for myself in a day when the time is just ticking by so slowly. And in those cases, I'm paying too much attention to the clock and Mm. I'm, I'm wishing time would pass rather than looking around me for what is good and what, what can be enjoyed in this moment. Really? You know, that, that's a really good point because I remember sitting in math class as a high school student, or then, even though now I love Shakespeare, but in a really boring Shakespeare <laughs> class, oh, yeah. and just looking at the clock, okay, we've got 20 more minutes, you know, look at the clock, you know, okay, and then you're suffering through, and then it's, you know, 19 <laughs> yeah. minutes before the class ends. <laughs> totally. And um, so, yeah, and to, to, to really, as adults, um, to take away those times, and, you know, why, why are we doing this to ourselves, and stressing about stressing out about time with children there are times when you absolutely have to get out of the house and do all of that 
But um, I remember you telling about a time when, you know, a friend of yours said, you know, okay, you're in your pajamas. It doesn't matter. You don't need to have your, you know, all buttoned up with all kinds of other things. You know, you can go to preschool in your pajamas. Yes. It doesn't matter. You know, why are we why are we stressing about the time so much? Mm-hmm. Yeah, releasing control over minute details like what your kiddo wears to school on a Wednesday. <laughs> Especially preschool. Especially, Especially preschool. sunflower. <laughs> I remember one one little guy uh, who just graduated from high school, this particular person, um, and he, you know, he's, he had his pajamas on. His mother was trying to do exactly that. You know, oh, you can't go to school without your, you know, with your pajamas and you got to get your clothes on. And, and this little guy looked at his mom and he said, Miss Susan is not going to care what I have on. She's going to feel fine if I've got my pajamas on. And his mother took a breath, which is that's kind of what we would like people to do. Yeah. Took a breath and said, you're right. You know, let's just get in the car. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening today to share your thoughts feelings and stories about being with children with us we would love and about to hear time. them and about time and and tra- time travel and uh, <laughs> manipulating time <laughs> you can send us an email at lindsay at sunflowercreativearts.org or find us on instagram at sunflowercreativearts the sunflower bridge podcast is kindly sponsored by Schweitzer musical productions This is their lovely studio. We're so grateful. Take care. See you next time.